we, this is what happens when we go a week. This is what happens when we go a week away. We don't know, know how to even use our own equipment. Yeah, but we forget how to use it. All right, uh, you know, this is John. Hang on. No, I'll do I'll do the intro. I'll okay, do the right. intro. You can do the intro. I'll do the fucking intro. All right. <laughs> This podcast was brought to you by these two schmucks who are trying their best. This isn't an advert. We just don't know how to do an introduction. All right, well, Gray, it looks like uh, this week is just going to be you and I. I mean, it's obviously the 4th of July weekend. Obviously, there's going to be people going out and spending time with their families, enjoying the fireworks, drinking too much until they're sunburnt, and, uh, you know, just... Ex- what are you talking death. about? All of our friends are hermits. They're just not responding. I mean, okay. All of our <laughs> friends minus me. <laughs> I know for a fact. My, I will minus me too, sometimes. provided, you know, minus me too, provided, you know, freaking Amazon does its damn job and sends me the pool that I ordered for 2D shipping four days ago. I mean, yeah. It, it's so every, everyone minus like a small handful of people will be staying at home, not doing anything, probably acting like a dog as soon as they hear fireworks, they'll go hide underneath their desk or whatever. Might might look outside every once in a while, see if like people are walking up and down the street. But yeah. Besides besides the majority, there's a few of us who will be going out and enjoying the fourth of July. I, I don't know about you, but I'm never really excited about the fireworks aspect of it i think simply because i've had a dog for the most part of my growing up and so you never really get to go out and and enjoy them and even if you do you sit there and you go oh wonderful um so i have to either come home to a house that's just been absolutely torn apart or have to do like an entire sweep of the house to make sure there's not uh piss and feces everywhere yep so um our dogs didn't care. They were used to gunshots when I was a kid, so fireworks weren't a problem. Um, plus, they were they were more outside dogs anyway. But uh, we did some pretty crazy stuff with fireworks. Um, yeah, that's when I used to spend money on fireworks way back then. When when I had a job and I didn't have to pay rent or anything, I just like I'd save up for like the entire month of June. And spend like two, three hundred dollars at the fireworks stand. Um, damn, I miss doing that. Anyway, so the topic today is going to be things we wish our, we told ourselves, uh, you know, however X many years ago. Um, typically, when we were kids, maybe high school or uh, you know, junior high. Uh, mine's going to be holy shit! Please invest in Bitcoin. Everything you have. Yeah, I mean, this is also kind of a pity, uh, piggyback from our last episode where we were just kind of telling about what there were, what topics or what kind of subjects, areas of interest or concern, even common sense that wasn't really taught to you when you were a kid, like either through school or um, any sort of like, I would say, higher education or any sort of instruction. Uh, I know for me personally, during kind of that middle school to high school time is a very very rough time for me um simply because my parents divorced kind of seemingly out of the blue i won't go into too much detail but that was kind of at the end of eighth grade going into high school and you know obviously people start to care about their image or they care about like am i going to be able to fit in with a group or am i going to be classified as like a jock or a nerd or an outcast stuff like that and so 
going through kind of a very big life event during that time is very very difficult for me to be kind of open and honest with people and so there's there's subjects like that i would like to talk about in this episode and i mean i also have younger cousins who are starting to go through that kind of like 15 16 year old range where they start to think that they're an adult or they believe that that they believe that the world is basically like surrounding around them like oh i'm the center of attention or oh like my parents are so stupid they they don't understand when in reality that's just growing up and if they can avoid some of the mistakes that we made or like i personally made it's just going to help them out in the long run and i mean that's that's what our parents told us and i mean we didn't listen so no, why not yeah, try to didn't. help out we why not try to help out people down the road you know yep uh one thing i want to touch on is uh friendships going translating from high school to uh the real world whether you go to college or trade school or neither of those things or you already have a job lined up in the family um <clears throat> so for our listeners uh, especially our younger ones, uh, even your college ones, uh, this will apply to. Uh, you have this notion that you're going to be surrounded by friends. And that is 100% false. And it's a false narrative pushed uh, and picked up uh, by everyone. Tons of people in high school and junior high where you're in a classroom with 30, 40, 50 kids all together. Y'all are all either going to find your cliques, your friends. I'm telling you right now, as soon as you leave high school, a great majority of those people, minus maybe two or three, you won't talk to even once a year. Absolutely. I mean, go ahead. To piggyback off of that, when you become an adult or a college student, it starts in college. You'll have people come up and you're like, hey, man, you know, you'll sit there and have an hour-long conversation. Hey, man, you want to hang out? They'll ask you that twice, maybe three times after you have these conversations. Like, you know, you'll be sitting next to you like, hey, man, you know, you're pretty cool, dude. You know, you want to hang out? Ah, no, I'm busy. Unless you're actually busy, you better freaking say yes because when people turn into adults, and they're told no, most people, when they're told no two or three times, they get the picture. They, they're they going to assume that you're this, this, or this, or you're busy, or you don't want to hang out with them. Like, And, 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 and they're not going to get upset about it. They're just going to go do something else. And because, uh, you know, they're an adult. They're not chained to, you know, what, what makes a kid a kid. Uh, they, they can do all sorts of things. They have plenty of things to do, I'm sure. Whereas a kid where you're sitting around bored all day, you have an endless pe- list of people to go talk to. And uh, you, you can say a thing you should say instead, and not that I struggled with this, but the thing you can say is, you know, I'm busy tomorrow, but how about this day? You know, but don't cancel. I know a lot of people are introverts. Um I know I used to be really introverted. Uh, There's a stint in college about the only people I talked to were through the internet. Um, It's not healthy for you. I I, like, you can say you're introverted all you like being in the same room eight hours a day, every night, you know, it'll kill you. It it might not kill you immediately, but it will. Yeah. I mean, that's also different personalities. I, 
I've learned with myself that I can I can hang out and be social for like I would say a good long time like throughout the evening. But if I'm doing that every single night or if I'm doing oh, that yeah. like multiple times, I, I just turn turn to the point where it's like I need to just have alone time. Like even if it's my own family, I just need to be alone, kind of like regroup, kind of refill the meter, just whatever I want to do that day, I'm gonna go out and do and then Okay, I'm I'm good to socialize again, and it's not like I'm gonna go ballistic or I'm I'm just like gonna start ignoring people. It's just as an introvert, you start kind of like filling like a, a glass half full. You start filling up your cup more and more until you're like, okay, I push myself outside of my box a little bit too much. I need I need to go back and kind of empty out that glass. Go back to that half full standpoint. And I mean, you're absolutely right that as a kid, you have so many different scenarios where you are introduced to a whole bunch of kids your age and so friendships kind of almost naturally happen over time and you can even sit there and be like i don't i don't need friends Uh, like friends aren't just a thing that no i just don't need i don't need them eventually someone's going to come along and then you're going to start talking and next thing you know you're like oh hey i i guess i have a friend now and like throughout middle school and high school you're kind of, for the most part, unless you move or you decide um, to go to a different high school, like I know with my city growing up, you were basically like, if you were on a border between like east and west side, you get to choose which high school you go to. Otherwise, the kids that you met in middle school will probably be the same kids you see in high school. And so after a while, you're kind of like within that same group of people. And I mean, friendships do change. People come and go. Like, I know for a fact my primary group that I hung out with in middle school is vastly different than the group I hung out with high school and even still now like my high school friends or even the friends that I still talk to from middle school I mean we're changing people are kind of getting different uh different personalities different ways of life different preferences on what they like to do or what they or what they would prefer to go and do and so it it just changes and that's something that I feel like for anybody like let's say in high school like somebody who's just going to start out they're a freshman in high school and they're so nervous oh my gosh i need to be friends with everybody you really don't like find a find a few friends that you can be very honest open with like share share intimate moments with them in terms of like hey like be vulnerable at times don't just be like oh i don't need anybody like this because truthfully when i went off to college i didn't know anybody there was just a moment where I kind of sat down. We had a welcome week, just kind of a way for you to get with a small group of people, hang out with them for about a week or so, and then, all right, you're on your own. Welcome to college. And so at like towards the end of that welcome week, there was this one guy who actually soon became one of my roommates. And I just remember sitting there at kind of like the, one of our last assemblies, and I'm like, all right, screw it. I got to make one friend out of this whole group. And I just kind of like looked at him. I'm like, all right, that guy's going to be my friend right there. And next thing I know, I walk over, just start talking to him. Hey, yeah, do you like sports? Yeah, do you like football? Yeah. And then one thing led to another. And then a year and a half later, we became roommates. And we're still very good friends to this day. Like, friendships come and go. Don't don't feel like you're so like stuck with the group of people that you have now. But also don't just push everyone away saying, I don't need you. When I grow up, I'm going to get a whole new set of friends. Like, it's it's interesting. Social aspects and like kind of learning how to socialize and, and get to know one another. That's that's equally as important. So don't shut yourself out to the world. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> another another thing uh, I've noticed is um, 
people tend to uh, I self-isolate, and they say I'm introverted. And I know a lot of introverts, and of those introverts, there's a few who don't leave the house. Like, they don't know anyone in their town. They don't know anyone outside of the house. They don't, uh... Hey, man, are you hearing background noise on my mic or just me? Yeah, no, I am. You're, you're hearing people talk on my mic? Yep. One moment. Okay. I mean, you are, you are correct, just to keep it going. Um, I just moved out to a new town here about four weeks ago. I don't know anybody here. I don't know what I'm doing or what's kind of like the general fanfare of being at this new place. And so it, I went out to the breweries because I, I'm of age. I, I can go out, socialize, just kind of BS with random people at the bar and then be like, all right, cool. Now I'll just go home. Or, hey, I'll look at like Meetup Online, which is actually a, web, a website called Meetup. And you can go there, try to find hobbies or different interests that you have and see, okay, what type of people are are interested in like let's say magic the gathering who are interested in going biking who's interested in doing like a recreational baseball like you can go out and do that but it would be so easy for me as well to just say okay move to a new town don't know anybody i'm just gonna become like a shut-in not go outside as much as i have to and then anytime i see someone walking around i'm like i don't need to socialize with them yeah i, I know a lot of people who develop they, they they use their introversion or they use the introvert excuse and this is, is something that i wish i told myself when i was kind of going through my freshman and sophomore year of college to uh not do that and even though when i was in the core i was forced to be friends with people it's just like i didn't go out with them i didn't do fun things with them and you know <clears throat> aside from other issues but uh, anyway you 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 you'll develop social anxiety orders and disorders and uh and and social disorders and Eli knows I don't struggle with that uh because you know he he Eli knows that like you know I can just about start a conversation with just about fucking anybody and um unless they're insane and uh you, you got this problem where um I I know uh, I I'm not gonna name names because they they may listen. But uh, they, they're like, oh, well, the computer has all the friends I need. And that may be true. Y you find that my computer doesn't do typically as good of a job as satiating the social aspects as hanging out with a person. You know, like sitting down on the couch, drinking some beer, or drinking something, or eating together. And, you know, maybe even watching anime together or watching like, you know, me and Eli did a whole Konosuba stint. And I know a lot of people who, whose PC friends wouldn't do that stuff with them. And granted, Eli and I have been friends for years. So he, he's kind of different in terms of the, oh, he's a computer friend. Uh, Colin's another one. SupaTube is another one. Like he's a person who I would be okay with hanging out in real life over through the computer. Like I, I, I trust him not to be a lunatic. Uh, he is a goblin, but he's not a lunatic. <laughs> I was going to say, you don't know me. Like, like Eli would be the type of guy who's like, hey, man, like, you need to come out to my pool and look at this thing I printed for it. Like, I, I printed a test model for, uh, like, a clip um, uh, to clip on the side of the pool so we can have cup holders ringed around the pool. Like you can, you can, you can just clip them along the side of the pool. So as you move around, you can move the beer with you. You can unclip it and clip it back. 
and um well, more like hangs there and then it'd be like oh well what else can we because he's an engineer we now have a subject to talk about because he's probably going to sit there and we're probably going to sit there and talk about 3d printing stupid stuff for about an hour mm-hmm. and uh like joe like we could talk about joe's uh spartan laser by the way eli that thing is like four feet long I was going to say, that looked like a massive print it, when he it, sent me the specs of it. I was like, okay, that's going to be a lot huge. of filament and a lot of time. Like, it, it is absolutely huge. And it, it, it is heavy, despite being mostly hollow. Like, he right. only has 8% infill on it, at best. And it is 5 pounds. Jesus. And no, it's probably closer to 10 and, and, and people are like, oh, that's not a lot. But for something that's almost mostly air, except for plastic walls, that's a tremendous amount of plastic. That's a, that's a big amount of weight for something like you said, just plastic and air. You didn't think that would take up a lot of space or a lot of weight. And then next thing you know, you try to lift it and you're like, oh, that's hefty. Like the, the doctor, like, like, uh, oh, well, no, no, I'm about to go off topic, but yeah. You need to get out of your house and socialize, maybe drink somewhere. I mean, you know, go sit out in a park, walk around. I mean, just do something that doesn't involve you being chained to your desk uh, because it will ruin you and you, you think it won't. And, you know, but it will. It, it absolutely will. You'll get stuck in echo chambers with like you'll you'll find your niches online. But finding your niche online is super dangerous. Because mm-hmm. uh, I know a lot of people. We've Eli has Eli and I both personally have seen people literally descend into madness, like genuine madness. Like some of these people probably should be put in a padded room. Madness because they only hear what they want to hear. Whereas in real life, you're going to hear things you don't want to hear, and. Ultimately, that you have a button in real life called "Let's agree to disagree," boop, and that's it. But on the internet, people can chase you for forever. They're right. not bound by social etiquette. They're not bound by personal space. Like with the internet, you, you people like, oh, personal space is this. I'm sure Eli would get ticked off like if I don't give him his personal space even on the, the computer. Like if I message him like once every hour, "Hey, what you're doing? Hey, what you're doing? Hey, what you're doing?" I would, I would go insane. Drive me, it, it, it'll eventually drive me crazy. I'm not so bugged about it, that stuff, but he is. And it's not something that I typically experience, though, because I, I, I purposely have all my stuff on Do Not Disturb or offline. Like, people who, I, who, know, like, who know me know I'm online all the time, but the people who want to bug me can't make that distinction whether or not I'm actually online. And they leave me alone until I want to hang out with them. And yeah, that's rude, whatever. But it's personal space is important. And I get that some people do need their bars recharged. But if you're in your house for three months and you haven't left to hang out with somebody, it is time to find friends. Sorry. And it, it is it is hard too because that is something going back to the previous podcast. That is something that they don't really tell you is that getting out of like a social environment such as like school or a college where you're just kind of like thrown in with a whole bunch of people your age it is very difficult at least speaking from experience just moving out here to find friends like 
or just find somebody to hang out with. I mean, I got lucky. However, my my friend that I met over here is now out of town until September because he had to go back home to start working or do kind of a a summer job. But I mean, I went out to the brewery, found just found random brewery started talking to a guy behind the bar who happened to be like i think a year younger than me next thing we know i think that same week we went bowling we went to a uh, baseball game like we were gonna go golfing like just started hanging out doing a whole bunch of social activities that i mean i love baseball and i i used to bowl but i never golfed before next thing i know i'm like yeah i'll give it a shot i mean i'm not gonna be a pro at it i'll just be wailing at it like a charles barkley but i mean i'll give it my best shot and it was fun it was great however now that he's gone i'm basically kind of like temporary back at square one where i go all right well try to find people kind of my age or or find something that i can do to enjoy and i mean i can go out bike riding and everything else but when you are by yourself for such a long period of time i've noticed that you kind of get this like longing for companionship and not in the sense of like I need a romantic partner or I need somebody to be here with me like 24-7. But just every like once or twice a week, be able to say, hey, friend, do you want to go hang out somewhere? Or hey, do you want to go do something? And somebody's like, yeah, for sure. And I mean, for me personally, a lot of my friends, quote unquote, that I would have around here are also my coworkers because there's only three of us in a department. We carpool every day. We basically talk for eight hours each day. Um, just because we're all in the same room or in the same cubicle area. And so that's also another thing where I'm trying to differentiate like a work from friend environment because I doubt, truthfully, knock on wood, I doubt that I'm going to have a really bad day at my job. But I also don't want to be able to say, hey, coworker, let's go out and go golfing tonight. And now I have to basically think in the back of my mind, oh yeah, that stuff at work bothered me. So let's just try to quote-unquote forget it, and then go hang out with the same person. They may not be the cause or anything else, but my head's still going to kind of be in that work mode because same person from work, same person I'm hanging out with. But it, it is one thing that you're, you have to kind of start to learn is that, okay, as an introvert or as somebody who's not always excited to just kind of go out and explore, quote-unquote, you have to find ways to get yourself out there and find people that you can just hang out with or or go do something with and it's it's very interesting and i mean for me personally like growing up i was very shy i was kind of like introverted but i would still go out and like put myself into a scenario obviously like middle school to high school i mentioned my parents divorced so i kind of became a little bit more uh secluded kind of walled up emotions and just anyone who tried to talk to me and now I'm trying to kind of break out of that now that I'm out of college and just turning a new leaf in life and everything else. So it is hard, but it's something that you kind of have to look at and go, hey, I could either be, like like we said, a shut-in or somebody who's just going to be in their apartment or home for three months in a row, or I can be somebody who's going to go out, be active, and start to enjoy life. Yeah. Um I got an example. This this happened last Friday, not this past Friday, but the Friday before, I believe. We Joe and I, or Tyler, uh, and Eli, I think you've met Tyler a few times. And so. uh, Tyler came over and he's like, "Hey, man, you know, you know, we're going to do this, this, and this." And I'm like, "Yeah, hey, man, why don't we go hang out in your pool t- tonight?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." And so you know, about an hour later, there was like, "Hey, man, you know, uh, Pat and KJ are at a pool, like an actual in-ground pool, you know, that someone else's house. You want to go there?" And I'm like, "You know, yeah." Yeah, 
let's go. And so Joe came with, and about an hour after we got there, uh, so, you know, it's me, Joe, and Tyler. And then uh, it's KJ, Randy, Pat, and then another guy who I don't remember his name. And so Randy and Pat, I don't talk too often. So they're, they're, they're acquaintances. Uh, so more Randy than Pat. And then a KJ I've never met before. And another guy I've never met before. And about 30, 40 minutes after we got there, Tyler left. So it's just me and Joe and these guys who we really don't know very well. Like, we know their names at best. And, <clears throat> you know, most people I know that were introverted would be freaking out. Like, this would, like, be a no-go for them. But it was actually an awesome experience. Because uh, a lot of people that I understand who have social anxiety, who struggle with introvert, uh, being introverted, expect that if they say something wrong or they say something weird, that they're going to be bullied for it after, you know, high school. And that almost never happens. If you say something weird, people kind of be like, you know, why, why have you, why have you, um, you know, oh, why do you think that? Like, they'll, they'll say something like that. They'll be like, oh, that was freaking stupid. Like, they'll go, why do you think that? And so, you know, you get an opportunity to explain yourself or, uh, like, if you say something awkward, people just blow it off. Like, it's not a big deal. And so when we were talking about, we talked about cryptocurrency, we talked about stupid stuff going on, you know, in the East with Ukraine and Russia. We, we, we talked about all sorts of stuff. We talked for three hours straight. Like it was almost, we were just chilling in the pool, just talking instead of actually swimming. And it was fun. And I wish Tyler stayed because that was a very fun night. And uh, it was very relaxing. It was a good blow off of steam. And you'll find that even though strangers you'll have a lot more in common than you think. And uh, unless you're talking to someone from another country in the States, like say stateside, if I went up to New York, I'm pretty sure I could find 30 or 40 people who all play video games in a bar or know something about cryptocurrency or know something about X, Y, or Z interests and would be able to have a conversation. And then from there, like you don't have to talk about the same thing for forever. You can ebb and flow. Like, you know, conversation is a river. It's going to have its tributaries. It's going to do all sorts of different stuff. And you just, you know, take a different, you know, a different path or you just float down the river. You're, you're in an inner tube. You're meant to relax. You just sit there and float. And if the conversation goes one, one different way, just go with the flow. And if it really makes you uncomfortable, and it, there's some things that I, I know some people talk about that will rename nameless that Pete, uh, that, that, uh, Eli, sorry, that, uh, Eli has sent me that conversations from other people that caused me to have an aneurysm. What was it yesterday? <laughs> yeah. And uh, some of the most ridiculous things I have personally ever heard. And then, yeah, when you hear that stuff, you take your belief. That, that is perfectly opportune time. And I'm talking like, you'll, you'll be in a bar and somebody will say something like, and I, and you know, nobody take this out of context. Like, this is like a quote It's like, yeah, you know, Jews run this entire country. We should probably kill them all. And, you know, that is something I have personally heard from people. And I don't like to touch that. So you just don't touch on it. You let them say their piece and you'd be like, okay. And you, you want to try and steer the conversation a different way. And like, you can say, oh yeah, you know, did you, uh, did you hear on the news yesterday, you know, about, uh, oh yeah, they put, you know, new satellites up in space or whatever. Yeah. Just move 
move the conversation in a different direction. And, 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 and you typically don't have to force it. Somebody, if like you're in a group of three, say it was me, Eli, let's say Calvin all of a sudden started spewing that kind of stuff. Eli would pick up on that and go, oh yeah, you know, didn't SpaceX, la- SpaceX launch it? Like people come to your defense very subtly and, and you may not pick it up or whatever, but you're going to want to just kind of talk to people and, you know, feel the room and feel the temperature of the room, you know, not actually, but there's something I know some people in real life that I know in real life struggle with is they, they're, they're unable to read a room. And you can only do that if you go outside. Touch grass. I mean, well, I mean, it, it, not it, really it is. Touch, you don't have to touch grass. I mean, you can touch grass. No. Like, it's fun, but. But yeah, no, it's, it's just a matter of like, okay, unless you constantly put yourself in a social <laughs> setting or a social situation, you're not going to know and you're not going to be able to pick up on like different signs like, oh, somebody might be uncomfortable. Okay, we could change the topic. Like, there, there's just so many different ways you could go about it. And you're never going to learn unless you put yourself in that scenario. And I mean, for me, a, a lot of times growing up, my grandpa would say, if you don't have anything to add to a conversation or you don't have like anything nice is the old, old saying, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. I mean, that's, that's why a lot of times I'll just be sitting there and like, I'm quiet for the entire time or I'm quiet for a good majority of the time. And people are like, oh, well, why Eli's so quiet. Like, is he mad? Like, what's going on? And it's like, no, I just, I don't have anything I want to add to the conversation. I'm not just going to kind of throw in random nonsense to be like, huh, I'm included. Guys, notice me, please. Like, hey, I'm still here. No, I, I don't need to. Like, if anything, I feel like I get more noticed if I'm just sitting there with a group of friends not saying anything for about 45 minutes. And they're like, okay, something's up with him because he's, uh, he's kind of being a little quiet. So, I mean, th- th- that's... That's just something you have to do. And I mean, I, wa- I wanted to talk about a little bit with this podcast about kind of my younger cousins going, like I mentioned, going through the age of like 15 and 16, kind of understanding who they are as a person and just getting that personality. Because obviously, the thought process we had as teenagers very much and radically changes as we become young adults and as we go into actual adulthood. And that's just because, I mean, we again, put in different settings. We have different life events happen to us. I mean, for a long time, Gray would probably know because he met me kind of during during the midpoint of my sheltered, I just hate life, giant chip on my shoulder. Just, no, I, I don't, I don't want to deal with people and their bullshit. To now, I'm, I honestly feel like I'm very carefree. Again, I, I used to be that way when I was a kid. You have a you have a rough event happen, you shelter yourself up, and then you kind of go back to carefree. And so when I was talking to my cousin this past weekend, it was kind of interesting because he's getting to that point where he goes, yeah, well, I mean, I just can't wait to move and go away at college because like my mom's just being a real pain in my neck. And like I just, she just doesn't listen to me or doesn't really understand what's going on. And I understand that. I, I respect that because I feel like as kids grow up, they're trying to convey what they feel and they don't know how to put it into words. But kind of the context behind what he was saying was, my, my younger cousin goes up to my aunt and he goes, yeah, so I, can we just get like some food in this house? Like I just feel like there's not enough stuff here. And now my aunt is a very, very healthy person. Like those kids growing up never touched a soda. They never had like junk food um violent video games were absolute no like she 
she is overprotective times a thousand helicopter parent the whole works and so he's going well can we get some more food in here like i i, I just want I, I want to feel like there's actually some food or like some snacks when i come home i can just open up the cabinet and just be able to grab something like my my cousins not not me and my family but his other cousins when i go over to their house they had everything like they got they got little cupcakes or they got like little muffins they got this they got that and my aunt just goes like all right no i we're not going to do that what we're going to do instead is have like kale chips we're going to have seaweed wrap we're going to have this we're going to have that and he just got frustrated and stomped away and i mean i understand that kids are upset they were told no but at the same time that was a great opportunity for him to just kind of sit down and go hey mom i i i respect what you're saying i understand what you're saying but can you respect what i'm trying to say like it's just a whole thing about communication that kids don't really allow themselves to understand and i mean that's that's the thing with me too is that going through that whole divorce setting there's a lot of times where people are like okay sit down and think rationally i mean I, I refused to go to a counselor for a very, very long time because I was always under that notion of if I go to a counselor, something's absolutely wrong with me. I'm like those uh, Hollywood representations of teenagers who are like, I'm going gothic. I'm going to do drugs. I'm going to do alcohol. I'm going to smoke weed. Like, rebel against the machine, man. Like, no, I, that's seriously the idea that I had in my mind when I was told go to a counselor. In reality, when I went there... It was just a guy who just sits there and is like, okay, what's going on with you today? And, yeah. and not in the ways of like describing, okay, tell me how you feel. How does that make you feel? Hmm, were you upset by that? He was just like, all right, you look like you're troubled. Lay it on me. What you got? And I mean, it was refreshing. Like, I could just talk to a random stranger for, let's say, 45 minutes, and then at the end of the day, just go home. Yeah, he might have like, some thoughts like geez this kid's broken or like anything else but he's not gonna say that he's not gonna mention it to anybody else it's just okay once that door closes behind you that was that was the day leave it behind you move forward wake up tomorrow and just go hey look that shit that happened yesterday that sucked but today i'm gonna make it better yeah there there there's one thing i want to want to touch on is that when you're a teenager when you're younger People finally start to look up, the, the teenagers kind of start to detect that the world is not as happy-go-lucky as it seems. Like, there is something wrong, there are things wrong, and um, you have this notion that the world is fucked up in some form or another or more than one. And so, I, I get that. Um and why didn't my parents tell me is probably a question like why didn't my parents tell me it was going to be this way i mean think about it this way is your parents you know 15 16 come up to you and it's like yeah i understand that you hate the world and the way it is but it's it, this is how it is it's gonna freaking suck i mean think about how heartbreaking that is they don't want to tell their kids that oh yeah i mean i mean my dad did but that he did it for a different reason Right. Yeah, uh, that's that's different parenting, like whether it's tough love or just kind of saying, hey, the best way for you to learn is for you to experience it firsthand. I mean, parents can't teach their kids, OK, this is what the first ever heartbreak's going to feel like. This is what it's going to feel like when a family member dies. This is what's going to feel like when you're when we divorce or anything else like that. That is something that you have to experience. Now, your parents can sit there and say, 
hey, look, either I had experience with this in the past or I'm with you. Let's work through this together and keep going. For me, I, I didn't feel like that at all. I, 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 or I didn't feel that kind of we're in this together. Let's get through it. And I mean, I talked to my parents about this. They understand how I felt. And I, I talked to a lot of people about it because it's something that it was a rough time in my life, but I, I was able to look past it. And I just wish that as a younger Eli, I could tell myself, hey, look, this is, this is going to suck. Like, your life's changing rapidly. The things that you thought were going to be forever aren't. It's just how life is. It's going to hurt. You're going to have moments that you want to just break shit. You're going to have moments that you're going to want to cry. But it's okay. At the very end of the day, if you are still waking up, breathing in your own, bre- in your own bed with no ailments, no issues, you're living a good life. I mean, there's going, to be a lot of, there's going to be a lot of obstacles. You're going to trip and fall a lot. But so does everybody else. And that, that's just the big thing is that you go through life. You, you sit there like when you're in high school, you have your first ever crush on somebody only to find out, well, she likes a guy who ran faster or like the more popular kid or what have you. And you just are like, God, no one's ever going to love me. No, somebody will. It may not be right away. You may never find somebody within middle school, high school, college. It may be when you're 40. It may be when you're 50. Maybe even when you're 89 years old. Who knows? Something like that will happen, but you just got to persevere. You got to believe in yourself. You got to just say, look, fine. I'll roll with the punches. I'll go with the flow at the end of the day. Hey, if I'm still me and I'm able to be proud of what I did the day before, that's all that matters. Yeah, um, I want to touch on that too. Is that people are not entitled to like entitled to like you or love you? Right. Oh, absolutely. This yeah. this goes all the way to your family too. It goes and all the way to your parents. As messed it, up as it is, yeah, as messed up as sometimes that gets, you are not entitled to love. You are not entitled to being liked. And I know some people, uh, and we'll probably touch on this in the next episode. Uh, here, here soon. Um, People have a certain expectation that, and that I want, I need to be liked, and I need to be liked. That that is a hundred percent. Well, it, it's it, there. There is a certain amount of truth to it. Like, yeah, sure, your friends have to like you to be friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like your your girlfriend has to love you to be your girlfriend, or your wife, or your fiance. And but there are some people who, no matter what you do. They won't like you. Just freaking deal with it. Like, if anything, trying to get them to like you makes you look shallow. Yeah. Oh, it makes absolutely. you look really shallow. And, you know, and, and, and some people have since forgotten what the definition of shallow is. It means you have no depth. The only thing that's about you is the front-facing things they see. They don't see the back end that makes you work. They see, oh, like, you know, like... For example, like, you know, in high school, it's like, oh, yeah, he's cool because he runs fast. That is a shallow thing. Mm-hmm. That's shallow. He's cool because he, know, he knows what it's like to, you know, like, like, you know, he and I have talked for a few hours. You know, we, we talked about our home lives. Like, you know, like I really connected with him on a deep level. Like, it's not just, oh, he's a popular kid. Like, he, he's a good natured and kind person. That is not shallow. Right. That's deep. 
and or you know at least you know mid tier waters there you know mid, like there's some depth to it and you know people are not entitled to like you and you're not and you're not obligated to like or love anybody goes both directions if somebody comes up to you and say hey man i want to be friends but you don't like that person say hey man you know i just i, I think our personalities clash like you know I think you're an all right guy, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're good to talk to. It's just, I, I don't exactly see us seeing us being friends. Typically you won't have to say that though. Usually uh, there are ways around that. Like, you know, usually just you, you can, the, the people eventually pick up that you, you don't have very much interest in them. And, and, and this is for most people uh, and they'll move on with their lives. And, and it, it kind of goes back to if an adult says, Hey man, you know, let's hang out and you're an adult and they ask you two, three more times, and you say no, it stops there. Yeah. And um, we got about uh, six minutes left here. You like anything else you want to touch on? Um, I, I, I guess, yeah, I guess it's just the whole point of going back and just, you don't have to be liked. You don't have to kind of push people to like you. I, and the other thing is too, don't go the full opposite. Don't sit there and be like, if I leave a wake of enemies, I am perfectly content. It, it's it's not great. I did do that for a little bit when I was in my kind of, uh, I would say teenage rebellion phase. It, it is not good because then people yeah. just think you're an arrogant asshole for the most part. Or yeah, burning again, the bridge you, for the sake of burning the bridge is always really stupid. Yeah, you like... I was described as having a massive chip on my shoulder and seeing it now years later. Oh, it was bad. Like it was absolutely bad. I would just like, well, gray knows I would just like randomly join like our conversations on discord or like I would go to walk up to like some of my friends and I'm just like in such a foul mood. Like anything they say, I'm just like, God, can you guys just shut the fuck up for like a minute? Like, Oh, so annoying. And it's like, Wow, great! You're such a ray of sunshine. Yeah, we definitely should be hanging out more. And it's like you start noticing f your friends aren't hanging out with you anymore, and you're like, "Hey, I wonder why." Like, I thought we were okay and we we're all cool. Yeah, they are. You aren't. You're you're a mess. Like, you are not enjoying life. You are not enjoying people's company, and they don't enjoy you at all. Like, yeah, it it's it's bad, and so. That's just the big thing is that growing up as a kid to now, obviously, like people can say like, oh, I, I want to I want to tell myself that you should go and invest in this or you should go do that. For me, like personally, it's just more of that mental maturity. I, the, the thing I wish I could tell myself is that don't grow up too fast. Because that was the thing I always had in my mind was I can't wait to grow up because then I'm going to be able to do oh, X, yeah. Y, and Z or I'm going to be able to have a bit more responsibility. Like I'm kind of tired of going to bed at 8.30 or I'm tired of being told to go do the laundry or stuff like that. Don't grow up too fast. I, I lost a lot of my childhood in terms of, again, high, middle school to high school years because I just wanted to be an adult. I just wanted to get away from all of that stuff and I just wanted to move forward. And now looking back at it, I mean, there's a lot of instances that I lost out on. I lost out on prom mainly because I just still don't like the idea of prom. But like prom, homecoming never went because I was just like, ah, it's just stupid. That doesn't seem like fun. Yeah, yeah it's those stupid. Fun. I mean, yeah, it's stupid. It could be stupid, but it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. I can't go back as a 24 year old guy and go like, hey, I'm going to go to prom. You are going to get arrested on the spot. 
Like, yeah, yeah. You, it you, is you, not a good you're, look. You're, you're going to jail. Congratulations. Straight to jail. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, straight to jail. But you also can't sit there. You can't sit there as a as a full blown adult, like in your in your forties. Let's just say and go like, uh, let's let's recreate prom because I never went back. No, that just makes you a psycho. Like there is there is a fine line that you have to cut to say childhood is unfortunately over. Time to move on with adulthood. But the thing is, don't cut that line too early because as soon as you go into an adulthood you can't go back you can't say like as a 16 year old kid i'm gonna move out on my own screw my parents screw everything i'm gonna become an adult and then at the age of 17 you go like hey well i i still technically have like a year left before i'm legally an adult i want to go back and be irresponsible no no you made that decision you can't go back now you are now an adult whether you like it or not when I went to prom, like we we did the formal dance stuff, you know, frilly dresses, you know, black tie, you know, look look fancy, everybody dress up in suits, you know, et cetera, et cetera, or what they think is nice, and and, and uh, that that was fun. But the reason I went is because typically most proms after have like an after party, and I'm not talking about at somebody's house, and I mean I'm sure they had that too, yeah. But uh, they, in the high school, they'd lock you in there for like twelve hours after. You go back home, you, like the prom ends at like eight o'clock, and then at ten o'clock you go back to the school till like six, seven, eight in the morning, and they lock you in there. But they have like bounce houses, they have tons of food, pizza, drinks, and so you just sit there and go ham. And uh, my high school, despite how small it was, it was actually very good with its money. So they 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 had a ton of money for good fun things, and uh, you know small public school. And they uh, they brought in dealers and tables from Oklahoma. What? And, yeah. Set up a gambling they, hall at your high school. Yeah, they did. Oh they did no money, but that's when I figured out I was pretty good at poker and blackjack. Actually, oh, I, I don't card count, but I kept getting banned from tables because I kept. It got to where I was so cocky, I knew exactly when to go all in, and I would sweep the entire table. And so it's like, yeah, you know, you have a bidding limit of a thousand dollars, but it would get to where I'd have thirty or forty thousand dollars sitting on the side and they would get to where the dealer's like all right now anytime like you you now have to bet five times like you have to bet five times the limit now because you're starting to steal everybody's money you need to lose and then i i dare i drain the table that is such a great thing for for high school to do for two hours and then i wasn't able to play for the rest of the night everybody was mad at me yeah, it's like it's like oh, let's set up these pool hall or let's set up these gambling halls. Hey, get the kids young and early. At the end of the night, they slip everyone a business card. Hey, stop by uh, Wiley's Casino. We'll, we'll show you. We'll show you the good the good spots and everything else. It's like what the fuck? Yeah, and and so like you know that was fun. Um, like it taught me how to lie. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> really feature good. for a teenager too. <laughs> you get a good poker face real quick uh but i didn't have a poker face when i knew i like like there was a couple of times where i didn't have a poker face because i had a true 21 and uh, Mm -hmm. i had a black jack in my hand and it's just and and, you know people be like oh yeah you know i bet you know i bet 250 it's like you know raised to 500 and it's like all you know and and everybody else holds i was gonna say you know blackjack is when they leave the cards on the table right it's it's not yeah yeah I was going to no. say, Texas Hold'em is when you keep them in your hand. Blackjack is when they keep the cards on the table and the dealer... The way we like... did it, one one card was face down so nobody else could see. Oh, okay, okay. And so, you know, I, I but the person can pull them up. But I, okay, I'm with you. 
Yeah, I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to. You know, the person who has the cards is allowed to look at them, but you just gotta have one face up, one face down. And okay. so I pull it up, and you know, and you know, stay. You just yep. You know, throw everything you have in the pot and stay. And then you know, okay, cool. Okay, blackjack. And then everybody gets upset. And it's that was so fun. That that was something fun. I learned how to do is you know because poker people take it way too seriously. It's why I don't. Oh gamble. yeah. It's why I don't gamble. And uh, like you know, like Eli knows like I'll do microtransactions, but he definitely knows I'll never do a loot box. Like if I do a loot box, it's in a game where I know I'm at least gonna get something. Which the only one, and I've only done it five ten times, is uh, War Thunder. Yeah, that the, they have other practices that are terrible. Okay, we're getting a little off topic, but yeah, it's that's something I learned to experience. And you know, that's why I learned to really play Hold'em is. Because my high, I went to this thing where my high school decided to bring, and it was optional to go. You didn't have to go, um, but once you're there, they locked you in because they don't want uh, kids like because usually in in the past, kids would sneak out and do naughty things. And um, young kids irresponsible, full of hormones, never, never. No. Man, it wasn't uncommon. Like one time. Uh, like it's okay to be irresponsible when you're a kid. That's when you don't get in trouble. Just don't do something really serious. I was like, gonna say, go, be go, irresponsible go to a point. Yeah, be go, irresponsible to a point. Yeah, like you can TP a house every now and then. You know, yada yada. Like the the big thing that my ki- kids in our school would do is they would drive their dirt bikes on the highways. And, Jesus Christ! And so now these are two fifty cc and up dirt bikes, so they they can go. They can they can pick up and go. Oh, and, yeah. and and the speed limit for the most of the road was 45 anyway. So, like, it's not super fast. But a cop would pull up and they'd say, hey, man, you don't have plates. It's not street legal. And the kid would just take a, an immediate 90-degree turn and just go across a field. And the cop can't catch him. And then, oh, and if the cop tried to intercept via country roads, they just went off into the woods. Like, good luck. And like, just do spike strips. Kid. He's, he's freaking gone. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're going to spike strip the entire countryside of Texas? Good for No, I was, saying, I was saying they're on the, they're on the interstate. Yeah, just go ahead and spike strip. No, not the interstate. Gosh, no, driving on 35 is suicide with a dirt bike. And, uh, <laughs> like, that's how you, you want to go out and have, like, go out the, the horrible way. But you, you have, like, people did dumb stuff. Like, my, my dumb stuff as a kid was uh, doing dumb things with four-wheelers. And, uh... Oh, I really hope my mom doesn't listen to this podcast. So when I was young, I was driving along the fence. We hadn't bailed the, 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 the we, I lived on about 50 acres of property. It was shared between uh, my step family and us. And we, I was driving my 90cc four wheeler at the time along a barbed wire fence, but some moron. So when you know you stake posts with the barbed wire, you're supposed to stake them straight up and down. But right, for some yeah. reason, someone stuck one, they centered it, and then stuck it in at a 45-degree angle. Why? And so where the base of the pole was about two feet from the rest of the fence line. And I was going about two feet from the rest of the fence line. Like, I was cutting close. Like, if I, if I steered left a little bit, I would have been uh, Swiss-cheesed by the barbed wire. So I didn't see this pole because the grass is two feet plus high. And uh, because it's lower and at an angle, the grass completely covered it. So my left tire clipped it, and the handlebars immediately went 90 degrees to the left. And the bar hit me in the sternum and bruised me, and then my head slammed into the, the handlebars. And now, 
I was going about 40 miles an hour. And I had a helmet on, an actual helmet, a motorcycle helmet where it protects your face and your your head, not the stupid bicycle helmets that you see some of these people, like the like your basic like just top helmet, like it just covers the top of your head. Uh-uh. This this covered my forehead, my chin, and everything. And I'm so glad I had it because it knocked me unconscious. I was out in that field, probably for a bare minimum, blacked out, like just unconscious for six hours because. I got on that four-wheeler right after school at about 3, 4 o'clock, and I woke up at 9 or 10 o'clock, somewhere around there, because it was daylight in the summer, and now it is nighttime in the summer. (laughs) And, you know, I look at my phone, and I have 30 missed calls from my mother, and so I called up BJ, and I'm like, hey, man. I was with you all day. He's like, really? And I'm like, lie for me. And he's like, okay. And I was probably 14. And, uh, Jesus. Dude, I miss that. That, that. that 90cc was the funnest thing ever. I was too big for it, but that's what made it fun. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it sounded like a moped when you're open it up but i did dumb stuff like that like i would take the that same 90 cc and try and skip it across the the pond don't don't do that either but uh, yeah. okay, well, it, it's fun but be careful uh mostly for the four-wheeler because if you if you take your thumb off the throttle it, you, you flood the engine and you seize it immediately and uh but we had a, a golf cart where we took the governor out of it and it, there were four wheeler tires on it. So it, it was high and it, and it'd go 30, 40 miles an hour. And the funnest thing to do is to find the biggest dip. We had a ditch right next to the uh, pond where the, the ditch was about two feet deep, but it was only about two feet wide. So it was a very sharp ditch. But if you hit it on the golf cart, you had to tell your friends, Hey everybody, we're going to go hit the dip, grab onto something. Because if they didn't, they slammed into the ceiling of the golf cart. And someone, and the funniest thing about it is somebody, every single time, you'd have three people on the golf cart and someone didn't grip hard enough. So they'd always slam into the ceiling and then ricochet out the side of the golf cart. It was funny. Like it was a fun thing to do. And uh, it wasn't on occasion where I was driving the golf cart and I didn't grip the steering wheel hard enough and I was shook and flung outside the golf cart. And, uh, would I do it again as an adult? Probably not. I, my luck will run out and I'll break something. But do I want to? Yeah. I was going to say, that's, that's the biggest thing Like you notice as you're slowly turning into an adult is all the stupid stuff you used to do as a kid. You're like, yeah, I'm not going to do that anymore because my bones aren't going to heal my as bones fast ache anymore. Look, my b- bones ache looking at this. You know? I, woke, I woke up yesterday with a sore neck from sleeping. Like, it's already going downhill fast. I'm not going to, like, go back out on, on, like, a snow mountain. Hey, do you have a dip in your down. mattress right now? Like, you have a dip no. where you usually sleep? Okay. No, it's a Tempur-Pedic. It, the, the instant that happens, get a new mattress because you're going to sleep in that one time and your back's going to hurt for three days. Yeah, no. Just, just get ready, Eli. It'll happen. No, no, it, no it, it's a Tempur-Pedic. It's memory foam. It's, it's fine. Like, I, I just got this. This is a brand new mattress. So no, I, I just don't know if I craned my neck because I, I sleep like I've been shot or I, I've been just like brutally murdered. I just kind of like twist and contort my body in the weirdest positions. Thank God I'm I'm single because I would hate for anybody to have to share a bed with me and be like, 
All right, great. We, I have a fish. I, I'm sleeping with an actual fish right now. <laughs> all right, but that looks like all we've got today. Um, we'll we'll see you next episode, and uh, we'll talk. I guess. Yeah. See you next right. week. Peace.